and we're live. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to another episode of Prime Minds. Episode 27, I think it is? Maybe 28? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to keep pushing, no matter what it is. We're going to keep pushing. Getting close to a year now doing it. Um, Today, uh, I got my boy... Dip with me. This is Z Mackin. We're gonna. Our third is uh, not gonna be with us today. King Dav has had his uh, work interrupted schedule, so you know sometimes you gotta get out there and make it so you can keep making that money. So we're not gonna stop that. Right, man. Never gonna stop that. Web three space will always be here. But hey, hey, man. At least I got my guy Z Mackin on, so that's all good. Oh yeah, we. You know we're gonna run it. You know we're gonna run it. So yeah. Um, Today we got, uh, well, let's just start out like we normally do, man. Let's start out, how are you feeling today, Dip? What are you bullish on? What are you bearish on? Oh, how things been? Oh, man, you know, crazy times we live in. Not only that, just because, uh, as you know, the NFT space is always evolving and always changing. And um, that happens to happen, too, in the world we live in today, right? A lot of stuff happening uh, economically all over the world. You know, everybody's guessing. Right now... Um, Honestly, man, I, I I don't see a bull market happening for at least another 12 months. Um, but, you know, right now is the time to build. Right now is the time to be in early and be patient and wait for those teams to build. So I'm, I'm bullish on the teams building right now. I'm bullish on the teams that are doing the right things right now in the Web3 industry. Um, bearish... Um, I'm kind of bearish on the 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 economic side of the whole world, but um, you know, bearish is not always a bad thing. I feel that uh, during bearish times is where generational wealth can be made. So yeah, man. Nice generational wealth. That's that's always something that people want to talk about. Um, but let's remind everybody that we are not financial advice. Everything you hear us say is just our own opinion. Yep. But uh, you know. We're, we're out here trying to make some money, too, or, you know, just not lose money, at <laughs> the very least. Um, me, on the other hand, I am I'm a little bit dejected at the moment, but that's because I just came back from a 10-day vacation. So I went from, you know, like almost 80 degrees down to uh, just above 30. A 50-degree swing in a matter of nine hours makes one quite sad, but it's always good to be home. Yeah. So, you know. I've I've been, just been out there enjoying myself. Took a break, kind of from a uh, little bit of everything, but you know, still went and snuck on and did my lurking now and then. So I was in the CA Discord. I was in some other Discords, you know, just doing my little DJ thing and uh, living life, man. It's 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 been good to get away for a little bit, but it's always nice to come back home, right? Oh yeah. So. Definitely, man. Always uh, nice to uh, reach home and come back. Always nice to get away for a while, too. But now that you're back, you're back to your DJing in ways, right? <laughs> always, man. I've been, I'm always on the hunt for something. Always on the hunt for something, dude. So, I always try to stay up to date with what's most recent and, and what's what's next, too, right? Because that that's where a lot of people go to make try and make money, one. But that's also where you get new ideas from, man. And, you know, those new ideas, even if it's someone that tells it to you, or if it's you taking multiple different uh, ideas that you've learned from all these different aspects and piecing them together to make one great new idea, um, 
that's that's how innovation happens and so you know i'm not saying i'm out here trying to be an innovator but like i like to i like to know what's going on yeah and a little bit you know around what's going uh, around the world today let's talk a little bit about the crypto market man and uh actually i'm about to pull up for us right now um coin market cap and we can kind of see where it's going so let's take a look at eth man um it lets me click. Yeah, how, <clears throat> what you want to look at? So let's look at the one month and see where we're at over here. Um, right now, um, we did take a little dip, right, earlier in February. And it looks like we came back nicely. And now we're just kind of testing this support area right here. Um, right now. Right around 15. Yeah, right around 1,500, you know. Um, the big break is at about 1575. If we break that, we're going to we can head towards down um to high 14s again, you know. And if we look mm -hmm. out even more, um looks healthy, man. It just looks like we're consolidating from this point. You look at a year end, yeah, we're really consolidating. We've tested a couple points, right? Like it looks like up here you know, the 1,000 was a support range back then, and it looks like it's retested nicely at 1,100, and it's kept 1,100. And right now, we're just retesting these support levels. So um, this is always based on news, and this is not financial advice at all. But uh, we look like we're consolidating. I'm short with the heavy right now. Yeah, and, and you know what? <laughs> Pred is can absolutely – he's absolutely right because um, CPI numbers have come out, right? are like the you know of what the numbers are coming in so far for the month and they're slightly higher than when predicted so usually when something happens like that um you know the markets are going to tend to react on that uh, a lot of people are thinking you know the fed raised the raise to 0.25 bps last time this time it might be 50 right which is not good um and this is all based on jobs, man. People are, are um, getting more jobs, and that's not great for the economy, right? Because then they have to print more money, more money circulating. Yeah. Explain to me for just a quick second how people having more jobs is going to be bad for the economy. Because that sounds counterintuitive. When you think about it on the, on the like, just first th hearing it, more people having more jobs is bad for the economy. Can you explain that for some people? Yeah, man, just because uh, more money is circulating, right? And there's printing more money, which is devaluing our dollar, and um, that's what brings inflation uh, rates to levels, right? Yep. So, like, our inflation is super high because we printed a shitload of money uh, in 2020, right? We printed, we just gave away, or gave away a lot of money, and, and sooner or later when you do that, it does devalue your currency, and thus inflation going up. Um, so in order to battle that, you have to pretty much kind of put yourself in a recession, uh, jobs, people have to get laid off, uh, housing prices are going to dip, right? Because inflation is high. So when the, when the, when people stop buying stuff, when they stop doing, uh, you know, when they don't have jobs and money's not circulating, that's how inflation gets down. But, um, yeah. yeah, the easiest way, the layman way or the easy way for anybody who's listening to this podcast right now to understand that is is think of gas when you do transactions. Because everybody who's probably listening to us has performed, I'm guessing, at least one 
transaction on a blockchain, right? So when you pay gas, if there's nobody trying to transact, which means there's very little money in circulation, right? then you have very low gas fees, which means low interest rates. Things are cheap. But when you have everybody trying to mint a hype mint, and you got people doing stuff like what happened with the other side deeds, and you got people losing $4,000 or in gas or thousands of dollars in gas money because they were too slow and got priced out of the market. That is the perfect example of what we just did by printing multiple trillions of dollars and pumping that into the system. Yep. Those are exactly comparable. So that's why we're getting rising costs of everything because there are more people willing to pay more for the same products that less people were trying to buy before. It's pure capitalism at its perfect example. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, so when that, you know, the price has to reduce. So, I mean, uh, we have a long thing ahead of us. You know, they said they would like to get to 2% by first quarter of next year, but I don't think we're going to be at that. I think we're at 6.5, 6.7. Yeah. Yeah, and he's absolutely right, uh, Pred. Um He's saying CPI beat, PPI beat. This means short, medium-term inflation is still a problem for the Fed. This raises interest rate expectations exactly. Uh, they want to try to get it down to 2%. That's the goal. Uh, it's going to take a very long time to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take quite a while, months and months. Like, they don't they play the long. Yeah, so uh, it's a long game. If you're going to invest in something, you know, this is not financial advice. This is just what I do, right? Like this is this is how I would approach something, not saying I'm not an expert at all, but um when I look at Neither of us are experts. <laughs> Let's make that ex- extremely yeah. clear. Neither of us are experts in this. We're just calling what how we see it, guys. Right. And and when I see, you know, I look for discounts. I look for small dips, and when I buy something, I'm just going to hold it, man. I really believe in crypto. Um, I really believe in Web3. You know, I'm going to be buying more champions. I'm going to be buying more elementals with the idea of just holding. Um, and that would go I'm, for coins too, right? There's definitely going to be some coins um, that we, you want to invest in. Um, and it, it, definitely coins you want to hold because we're, we're if we don't run into an, a very bad, bad bear market, um, then we are going to be probably somewhere close to the, I want to say close to what could be a, a bottom. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you down cost average and do smart investing maneuvers that, or invest however you're comfortable with, like there's always the opportunity to get in. But I think right now, Web3 Gaming, um, we're still very early, so any yeah. chance to get in is a great opportunity to get in, whether it's Champions Ascension, whether it's um, not Axie Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, something that you believe in, do it. Like, get out there and find something that you love. Right. Like, we obviously love Champions Ascension because we've been doing out here doing this for 40-something weeks almost 50 weeks now yeah. that we've been I mean, putting podcasts together. It's been over a year since mint. So, I mean, like this is something that we enjoy doing. Uh, that would be my one piece of advice to everybody out here. Who's listening. Like no matter what, find something you like. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can make, make money doing it too, pff, all the more better, man. Yeah, definitely, uh, man. Um, 
and like with that in mind, everything I look at, like for myself, is basically like it has to have some type of concept of utility, right? And that's with anything. Uh, we've seen a lot of PFP projects take a dump. Why? Because there's no utility to them. Uh, what is it? A community, right? Um, a lot of people aren't investing into the Web3, I feel, for the community. They're, they're investing into the NFT for the utility of it, right? Oh man, you you you're you're really lucky I didn't bring our guest speaker up yet. I was just about to do that. If he would have heard you say that, I yep. bet you he would have left right away. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, but it's they have utility, right? Legions yes, and Legends, correct. amazing. Um, even oh, yeah. the Forever Play Pass is a utility. Yep. Is he here, yep. by the way? Yeah, I'm gonna bring him up oh. right now. Let's okay, do that really let's quick. Do we'll that, continue man. our conversation. Yep. All right, Peyton, can you hear us, man? Let's... Oh, man, this this game. Let's see. Okay, can you hear us? Peyton. With us, we have Peyton from yeah. uh, Azra Games, guys. Yeah. Wolfstyle, yeah. Azra Games. Um, let's, you know, I'd say let's give him a big round of applause, but we let's can't go. any of us hear you. <laughs> 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 there you go, dude. What's How's it going, Peyton? Now? Good, good, good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing great, man. We were just talking about a little bit of market stuff and NFTs and utilities and all that kind of stuff. So um, we figured Love it. it was a great opportunity to bring you on up, man, and uh, introduce you to the world because we were talking about communities. And uh, seeing as you are, I mean, one of your titles is a community manager for Azure Games. Correct. It was a great time to bring you up, man. So Yeah, man. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. Why don't uh, we... we um, do you want to kick it off, Dip, and get started in the interview, or do you want to talk a little bit more about market stuff? Um, it, Peyton, if you would like to, you know, because, I mean, you're actually in the industry too, right? So um, I would love to get your concept of, like, um, when it comes to investing into an NFT, a lot of people aren't looking into, like, just buying a picture, but they're looking for the utility of it. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts on that? Like, as far as like, we've seen so many um, PFP projects go under because, you know, a lot of them rely on, you know, mint sales or mint sellouts. You know, a lot of them don't got backing like your like yourselves. You guys got amazing backing, mm -hmm. right? So could you just tell us a little bit of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, so for me, I think we're going to see a lot of different NFT projects come out like uh, in the last like bull market NFTs like really kind of came forth as like a actual consumer good and a lot of them minted projects out uh, and had like a lot of surplus of money but then like didn't know what to do with it so they burned it and really fast too I should add um, I was talking to Nico from Bitcraft and that even happened with uh, some of like the funding with just VCs as well you know uh, pretty young business people that, you know, don't really know what to do with that, like, surplus of money that's coming in. Um, and then, like, they just kind of, they burned money as if they could raise money or do another mint um, in, like, the next few months. But those next few months ended up being a bear market. Uh, and so I think when it comes to that, I think there's still, like, a lot of possibilities. Like, you see some of these brands that, like, uh, like obviously, like, board. Uh, board apes were a huge success 
but some of them too, just like had a really good understanding of like business sense um, and like use the minted funds to be able to just do more cool stuff for their communities and, uh, and like provide a lot more utility that like probably isn't really shared by a lot of them. So a lot of them needed to have the vision um, and they did it. They just had a surplus of cash and they're just like, okay, well, what should we do? Um, and they couldn't really innovate. Um, they were just really being first, first movers. And so I think there, there is going to be a lot of projects though, that are going to have like NFTs and uh, PFPs or anything like that, that are going to be more utility based or even like have a very good, strong brand to get a pass. Like I think Azuki's is one of them that just like has a really good, strong uh, brand that like people just want to rep. Um, and they also have like a very strong, like gamer vibe type of thing too. Um, so I think of like all of like these NFTs and these projects as like country clubs, right? So like you buy in your way to the country club and there's a certain culture, uh, even like Azra has a different culture from Wolvesdow and, uh, Neo Tokyo and all these other like gaming, uh, ones too, right? They might be more investor focused. They might be more gamer focused. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of routes that we can take. Uh, but I'm really here just to sit on the sidelines and also see what other people are innovating with. Right. That's right. some of the funnest parts. That's some of the funnest parts, man. Is I mean, because we can't all have the greatest ideas. We can't all be the innovators, right? We. I was actually just talking about that earlier. Like, I'm not an innovator, but I am happy to sit back and watch all these amazing ideas that these people are having with the simple concept of what an NFT could be. So right. It's it's gonna be a fun ride, man. Like. uh I was a little bit young in the 90s for the dot-com bubble, but I'm guessing, um, you know, there's going to be this, we're in a similar, we're in a similar situation because we've seen major, major flops, you know, and we've seen people that have come out and actually done good things for their communities like Payne was just talking about and and that are going to be winners in the long run. And yeah, we've got the apples and the eBays and all that stuff in in the making right now yeah and i think there is going to be more room for people in the next few years too just as it goes more mainstream uh the total adjustable market increasing year over year um maybe not this past year but you know i do think that as user interface increases and gets better um you know coinbase and a lot of these things just make it easier for people to just purchase and have one uh digital collectibles like reddit and all that stuff just made it super easy starbucks is going to make it super easy so there is a lot of things that are going to uh, I guess, infiltrate the mainstream media. Um, and, you know, you'll have more people interested and in go down the rabbit hole like we all are. We're at the edge. <laughs> We're at the very, very edge. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's where all the biggest waves are always at, right, man? Oh, I know. Sometimes always we wipe out a lot more, though. <laughs> you you got to wipe out a lot to learn how not to wipe out, though, right? That's a good, like, good word. You don't, you don't jump on a bike for your first time and take off and, you know, wreck for like horribly on your very first time no you get on the bike and you you pretty much fall right the fuck over i told told my bike early in my web three journey man (laughs) all right i I need to hear this okay what what was it oh first question like first nft that would be a lot i would love to do that one oh my gosh uh well uh my first rug was a node project called strong nodes um and it was a DeFi project right uh it was when i first got into the web3 industry didn't really know much but i had money so i invested 15k 
Um, oh man, these notes are just gonna give me passive income and change my life, yeah. man. And I got wiped out. So sorry, man. <laughs> it's my 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 first NFT was, and this is just how much we've grown, right? Uh, is like a, mine was bored mummy waking up, uh, and it was so funny because like it's literally like I made my checklist of like what not to do based on like all the stuff that I did at that project. Like the the project founders were Anon. It was a derivative of a derivative, um, and it was just, just terrible. Like there was like no utility. Roadmap was literally like two things, you know, <laughs> typical like, hey, we're gonna make sandbox avatars, um, and I was like, oh, this is so cool, man. This is like such great utility. Like community is like you know the way. So yeah, it was it was bad. I don't even know where they're at now, but uh, I took the L on that. <laughs> you dropped out of that server? No way, dude. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Yeah, my my first one, my very first NFT that I bought uh, was a esports project called ESTN, and they are either really, 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 really slow at developing it, or they, it's it's rugged. I, I'm I'm guessing probably the second. Um, right. And then other than that, like I didn't even get that NFT, like actually have it for like fuck six months after I bought it, right? Um, I I finally got it, but the first NFT I actually ever bought was champions ascension so oh that's awesome that's a good win yeah yeah that's a good win that's a very good <laughs> yeah. one from yeah um <laughs> i had i also had the huge yacht club and that was yep. that was the, that was a big rug man so yeah we, don't you oh, talk man. bad about my zoots don't you talk bad about my zoots <laughs> I'm actually still in that project, and they're they're trying to turn around. But yeah, the the founders rugged hard on the on the yacht club. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's so funny though, like how crazy, like how powerful the community is though, because it would be a really cool topic um, for somebody to like cover and like research is like how much like the community is like taking over that community, mm-hmm. you know, um, after like a rug has happened, and like that's just like how strong the community is and the Web three, and so yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, there are communities that try. I've been actually, I've been full of in so many rugs where it's like after that happens, the community's just it dies. Most right. almost almost every time the community's dead. Um, sometimes you do have communities where they try and step up and take over the project, but it's hard. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you have to figure out a way to unrug yourself, which sucks because unless you pretty much. Um, destroy that smart contract and recreate the community and a new contract like you're still going to be giving those original ruggers money every single time yeah absolutely yeah so for sure it's 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 crazy but you know if 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 that is the one thing that can thrive even through a rug is a community so yeah yeah big time um and and speaking of of community man so like i would like love to talk a little bit about you man like um what's your gaming background? How, how did you enter the web three industry? Yeah, I have like no gaming background whatsoever. Um, so, uh, six years of like my career has been like driving ships for the Navy. So I was a Naval officer, um, for the first, first four years, I got to drive ships and then the last you for your service, man. Oh, you too, man. It's, uh, uh, it was a good time, man. I had a lot, a lot of fun. Um, and so the first four years I just drove ships and then like, I think it was my third year in ended up kind of, uh, figuring out that like, this wasn't for me. I was going through the Straits of Hormuz, uh, no Straits of Malacca. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is like super 
crazy. And I've already been away from my wife for 280 days out of the year. And so I was just like, and I, I remember going to a very like hard situation, which is like going through the Straits of Malacca, then the Straits of Singapore. And like, you know, ships were like super close and you're just like always scared that somebody's going to hit you. Uh, and you have like pretty much like, we, you only have as much control as you can uh, up on the deck. And so it's just like, it was really scary for me. And then also just like, was like, kind of like at that moment I went down and like ate my dinner and was like, you know, I think this is, this is it for me. Um, and so from there, I like really started to focus on like stocks and like trying to find a hard skill um, that I could like try to specialize in. Um, Cause I was just trying to know that it took, takes a lot of time to like get a craft done. So I had like three more years on my contract. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I ended up going to videography and then also like learning stocks. And so I was very fortunate enough to uh, meet a man named Chris Haroon. Um, and he, uh, mentored me. He was a previous Goldman Sachs also like has run his own VC. Um, and, uh, was just like teaching me like how to read S1 reports, Q1 reports, uh, for like these different types of companies COVID hit. And then I started to double down on like the gaming industry in terms of stocks. So I like, you know, bought leap options and stuff for NVIDIA, uh, for like, uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, and just like it, it made sense to me, uh, did some analysis on it and I was like, okay. Uh, and then. Through that, though, my brother um, was studying like Bitcoin and uh, we started a business together called Binge Learn. Um, it only like lasted for six months. But the the funny story was, is that like Binge Learn was uh, aggregating free educational resources around the Internet, and, like putting it in one place. So like, uh, you know, there's so many YouTube, so many podcasts and all that stuff. Um, but like there's like Skillshare and like a lot of people, whenever they sell courses is like, hey, you know, you could find all this stuff on the Internet. But like, this is all in just one place, right? So that was something that like, I was just trying to disrupt was like, okay, put all this stuff, put it onto a platform uh, where people like have like this network effects of like gathering information and putting it into like a semi course. That being said, like we were first, we were the first ones bootstrapping it with among some of our friends. And my brother was like, hey, because I know too much about Bitcoin, why don't you do Bitcoin course or like a crypto course? And then I'll take the stocks course. Long story short, he's never done the stocks course. I feel like he was just trying to orange pill me. And so <laughs> I like watched a whole bunch of like uh, videos, right? YouTube videos on uh, Bitcoin, blockchain technology. And it wasn't just like a little bit of them, like because we wanted the platform to do well, it was like watching a lot of them to see which one was the best. Mm -hmm. um, and so I watched like a crap ton of like Bitcoin, blockchain, Ethereum, uh, proof of stake versus, you know, uh, proof of work and all that stuff. And so I was like, okay, this is really cool. This is really awesome. And so I ended up just like, you know, going uh, head deep into to all this stuff. Like we kind of put that onto the side. And then a person that I was doing timestamps for, which was like Dave Leon investing uh, on YouTube. He's a big Tesla bull. Um, I used to do timestamps, used to send it to him. And I got to ask him some questions just because he was thankful. And one of them, he like kind of said like, hey, have you heard of this Axie Infinity thing? And I was like, no, like, I don't know what this is. And he said, like, it, it's, it might be something for you to look at. So I looked at Axie, but I kind of was like, oh, this doesn't look too fun. So I like bypassed Axie and started going a little bit more deeper into like video games. And um, that's when I started like my own YouTube channel. And then also I started the Wolves Dow at the same time. So um, I tried to look at projects through more of an analytical eye versus like what uh, Chris Haroon taught me about like doing S1 reports, Q1 reports. And I started to figure out like, oh, S1 reports are like very similar to white papers. Mm -hmm. So I used to break down the white papers, put it on my YouTube channel. Um, a lot of people were like, I wanted to learn how to do that. And so like we got like in Wolves Dow, um, and that was kind of like the core group of people 
and then from there, we just, you know, blossomed. And then uh, seven months, fast forward, Azra saw my YouTube video about them uh, and then offered me a job and was, you know, off to the races. And so I, I do community management and like uh, uh, I do still some uh, analyst work as well for them. Hmm. That's so great, did you say that you helped start Wolf's Yeah. Yeah, I founded it. Yeah. Nice, man. That's great. <laughs> that is not an accomplishment that I knew that you had, man. So uh, congratulations yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of people, it's uh, it's funny. It's uh, some Web3 people that are, like, people that come from, like, Web3, they're like, oh, Wolf's that's freaking crazy. It's like, yeah, I started the thing. Um, and, like, people are just, like, kind of dumbfounded. Uh, and then, like, people that are, like, Web2 side of things uh, <laughs> are like, oh, you work for Azure. That's really cool. So it's really cool to have, like, uh, both worlds. Um, but it, it's been really, uh, I've been really thankful for both. Like, I think uh, the Wolves have been, like, picking up some steam lately. But we've been out for, like, a year and a half. So it's funny for me. It was, like, I've always kind of, like, believed in the Wolves. But, like, a lot of people are starting to, like, notice it. And yeah. so, yeah, man, I'm super thankful. Oh, yeah, we, I heard about yeah. Wolves Dow first in, well, we, in Champions Ascension because you guys had a couple members that were in yes, Champions we do. Ascension. we do, for sure. So. Definitely, man. And and even me, you know, I, I work for Next Games, um, which which are investors in various different Web3 projects. Uh, we've looked at over 3,000 projects within the industry, right? And, and so I get, like... Um, now, from experiencing that, you could see like, oh, okay, it's very beneficial for them to have an experienced team, to have funding, right? To have a mm-hmm. concept of what they're building, to have, to be able to scale when it needs to be scaled. So, um, could you tell us like some of the stuff? Like, I know you were saying you've put that information out, which I think it's great um, for the web for new Web three users. Uh, but could you tell us some of the stuff you would look at as an analyst um, at a project? Yeah. What actually even like what made me get the job at uh, Azro is me just breaking down things and then also like in a risk factor, right? So um, I won't touch on Azro because I'm obviously biased, but there's things that I look at in like other projects too that I'm currently looking at it for better analysis or just in general, just interested at investing in the project from a retailer's perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's very different, right? Like from like a retailer's perspective versus a venture capital perspective because retail... You're really, bait- you're really betting on like it rising in price based on the proxy of the game, right? Is it going to be good? Like Jams Ascension, you, you now have a proof of concept uh, that it is going to be a fun game because you've actually put on sticks, so it's a lot easier in terms of that. But like in like whenever you're just getting the white paper or like if there's a Discord that just spins up, like the very first thing that I look at is the team, right? Is the team like awesome? Is the team able to execute on what they're promising? Um, and that's what I go through first and they have to have some type of like, for me, they have to be doxxed. Um, that's just kind of a non-starter for me. Like I've missed on some projects and stuff because they're in on, but I don't mind that. It's just mostly to keep me. And I also want to prefix all of this is like, it's based on like your risk tolerance as well. Like I have kids and I have like a, a family to take care of. So I'm not going to be like trying to swing for the fences every single time. And I also take profits a lot sooner than probably people would, would you know, being like a single person. If I was being single, to be honest, my, my strategy uh, of investment would be completely different um, because I have, you know, just one person to take care of. So I just want to prefix all of the stuff that I'm saying with that. Uh, so like, yeah, the, the team members is definitely the most important. Um, and then whenever I'm looking at the team members, though, it's also like where they're actually having their ability. So for uh, Azra, for example, or like even like Wildcard, uh, like Wild Paul, um, or like, you know, you have Marco Taro 
and like even Gabe, right? So like you have those people that have like led things in the past uh, and scaled things in the past. So that's like something that like is a really big indicator for me that I'm just like, okay, these people actually have gone from zero to one because what a lot of people don't understand when like we're doing all of these games is that because all of these are Web3, they're all startups, which is kind of crazy to think about. And investing in startups is more, more like VC. So if you ever read the book, uh, Zero to One by Peter Thiel, I'd highly recommended it uh, just for the fact that it, it's a very type of different mindset of like zero to one versus like if they worked at EA before or after like kind of like the rise of EA, right? Or the rise of Zynga or all that stuff. Because now you're more of in a management role to like produce revenue and to push people to like get on deliverables versus like, I need to scale this. I need to get it into as much people as possible um, for like a possible sale or a possibly like a huge hit, smashing hit, right? Like, like Riot. So like, for me, that's how I'm looking at it. It's like, okay, can this, uh, can this CEO and like the founding team, have they scaled from zero to one before? And like, you know, you have Gabe, Wild, Paul, uh, Marco Terrell, they all have. Mm-hmm. And so that was something for me. It was like, okay, these guys are the best, right? Now then you start looking at the supporting cast. Um, and I guess I'll just do Azure just because before I worked for Azure, this was like one of the only companies that I was like, okay, I'm going to, I want to learn out of these people because they just have so much talent. Um, so Marco Taro obviously was a really big one, but like Sunny Mayuba, who like actually has like started uh, a company from like zero to one as well. It's called Waiter. And so I was like, okay, this person has like done this before. And then also Travis, who's the CTO, has also started a company before and scaled it for an exit. So I was like, okay, these guys know how to run a business and like knows how to put it in front of eyes and like be super scrappy. If you think of like Azure as like a Twitter or whatever, it's like just very scrappy. And very guerrilla marketing and all that stuff. And like, it's not like, I guess, like this uh, AAA type of like gleam that like you are EA and yeah. Activision. So like you could just throw your name around. Right. Uh, it has to be very much that way. So the team is like by far like probably 50% of what I look at. Yeah, that's a, that's a great deal, team. Um, and I mean, that's how I came onto this project too. Uh, was by looking at who was actually the the CEO, which I'll bring up right here on desktop uh, display because I'm actually um, loaded up your guys' page. Let's see. Let's look up the team. Marco Terrell is very, very interesting guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. For sure. Former GM of EA Capital Games. Zero to uh, uh, zero to one director for Star Wars, Galaxy of Heroes, one billion dollars plus in revenue, eight times veteran RPG game builder, three times founder, and then mm-hmm. EA. Yeah. Such an impressive right. resume. Yeah, well, only, so, but like listening to him, listening to him talk, like every time I listen to you guys have uh, an AMA or Twitter space or any time that he comes on and talks, it's like he just has one of those. Uh, voices that it's he sounds very commanding and, and very knowledgeable and mm-hmm. he, he's almost like he's telling a story um every time that you're listening to him talk and it's weird he's because a like mass, dungeon master man, so, yeah the, the first time i listened to one of your guys i was like this sounds almost like completely staged right and then someone <laughs> random just yeah. from that was listening came up and asked a question and the way he answered the same thing it was like the exact same intonations of his voice and same style like i was like He's a very impressive speaker on top of that. He is. And very knowledgeable, too. Yeah. 
and that's the thing. You just had the, he's told me this, he's just had the blessing to be able to like be under a lot of great game designers at like Bioware and EA, like, you know, Civ five, like people like had that made civilization and stuff like that. Like he like really shaped his craft. Um, because like whenever he was at click nation, like he, uh, was going from game to game, trying to figure out like all this stuff. Um, and then whenever, like, you know, they were ready to get acquired, um, he really the reason why he chose ea hopefully he's okay with me saying this because he said it in a public form too so he should be uh like ea or in bioware was very much like i want to learn like the craft craft you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so he always told me that like that was like the major reason why he wanted to learn quality he wanted to learn production on a higher level uh yep. so he could do that and it's shown so much he's even he's even um said his craft at click nation then after EA and like what he's putting in together now, he always wants to one up himself. So like in terms of production wise, it's like I'm super pumped for Legions of Legends as well. I am as well. I am as well. And just so everybody knows, um, we always like to disclose when we are part, we are holders of projects. And I do have a couple hopeful myself. So I, I also do. <laughs> that was going to be one of the hardest questions we saved for last. We were going to ask, you know. Do you at least own Hopeful? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're actually, we have, like, a blackout period. I'm not able to uh, sell anything. So pretty much, like, I think I'm on a perpetual blackout period. It's um, <laughs> because I know too much, right? So yes. um, I, don't, I don't plan on selling anytime soon. Um, I don't think I can anyways. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you could always transfer it to your wife's wallet who could then <laughs> yeah, sell, exactly. right? Yep. No, to be honest, like, uh, it's even blacked out for them, too. Uh, oh, wow. There's, I think, like, yeah, the only ones that I think are not is, like, uh, friends that, like, yeah. were, like, minted, right? So, yep. yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, that is that is a good piece of information to know, like, for people out there um, that are looking in it as an investor standpoint is that oh, yeah. you guys are, you know, that would be considered insider trading, and you guys are taking the right steps and – Oh yeah, um, like, that they're preventing you from doing anything that's associated with insider trading is very smart on their part. Very, and very our smart. Legal counsel, our legal counsel is freaking phenomenal. Uh, Sonny is also super big into that uh, as well. He's he's mentioned it multiple times, and also has like you know slacked in us to remi- remind us uh, from time to time. Um, and so yeah, the last one was like a big blackout that he he mentioned about like was like hey we're getting funding right and. We also understand being in Web3 that funding is is a big deal and people trade off of that. So and it would have been way, morally right. Congrats on that $10 million extra raise. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank man. You, thank uh, you. Very impressive. And it's just very exciting, right? Because I think altogether, what, you guys got like $25 million? 25 mil, yeah. Wow. It's, 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 uh, it's shocking to me. You know, I've never even uh, seen a million dollars. Uh, so <laughs> to even to, to see that. But like also like, it didn't surprise me when um, Mark told the studio because like the uh, we have a thing called like vertical slice, which is kind of like a for people that are not familiar with game development. It's like a big like workup cycle and like kind of like a demo per se, lack of better words. I'm still trying to figure out the, the, the language, but it is like a demo that like showcases like what the team is able to do. And then also just like a major milestone. That's probably a better way of saying like a major milestone in the game development. Um, and then like that was able to be shown to like our investors, obviously, because we keep them in the loop and they were just like, okay, 
how much money <laughs> do you guys want? <laughs> um, and uh, no, it's it, it's not that easy to be honest. But uh, Mark and Sunny are freaking amazing uh, at keeping the investors in the loop, and that's also why they wanted to double down, just because they saw us execute now. Oh man, if if you have people like A16Z, and I mean, just one other big name that's on there is Franklin Templeton, that mo- almost anybody is going to know about, right? Mm-hmm. Are willing mm-hmm. to put more money into your project? All that is is a testament to what you guys have built already and the people that you have doing it so no i appreciate that gents yeah that, that means a lot um i mean we've talked a lot about azra and then we haven't even told our listeners what azra even is so <laughs> yeah. you, you want to talk about that a little bit maybe Peyton? sure yeah yeah I'll just do a quick <laughs> overview um and then if you guys want to we can talk about more retail stuff later but uh for uh people that don't know azra games is a multi-platform game studio it's run by Marco Taro, which uh, we kind of alluded to. He's he's operating. He was a GM for uh, EA, and his company Click Nation then turned into EA Capital Games, which then you know has been making over one point six billion for uh, EA. It's it's I think it's still claimed to be the most top like mobile game for EA uh, in existence, um, and it still makes money for them uh, every day, right? So, um, and then. Uh, for us, we're making an action RPG called Legions and Legends, and that's our first IP. And it was, it's amazing. I wish I could tell you guys more. And uh, we just had a meeting on Friday, so I just have to be careful on what I can and can't disclose. Uh, but for Legions and Legends... You can drop uh, as much alpha as you want. <laughs> Do it! Do it! <laughs> well, I think, okay, so it's already out of the bag, though. It's an action RPG on mobile and also PC. So, Ooh. like, it's a it's a multi-platform. That's why we call ourselves multi-platform. And our last screenshots show that we have mobile controls. So, uh, you know, our our last screenshots, gameplay uh, images, we sent out via email uh, for our email list. So, for people that are on that, uh, but also the hopeful have been seeing it as well. Uh, are there their mobile controls? And I think a few weeks ago, too, uh, Ken kind of leaked up some alpha to like big big screens and small screens, and he showed a picture of an iPad and Legions and Legends start screen. So that's something that's like uh, big for us. Um, and we want to get it. We want to be a AAA game that's going to be able to be played by you know just not uh, the immediate regions that I have like a lot of like PCs and everything like that, but also in mobile. So super excited about that. Um, and yeah, we're going for more of like a, a sci-fi fantasy, uh, more darker themed. It's not going to be like super bright, like uh, Breath of the Wild or Genshin or anything like that. It's going to be more darker, more gravity. Uh, we want you to feel badass, honestly. Uh, we want you to fulfill that power fantasy uh, that you come in to play the game and you feel like a legend, right? It's called Legions of Legends and we want you to make you feel like you're freaking owning this world and exploring this world and it's yours uh, it's not anybody else's and so i'm super pumped for it man it, it it definitely hits for me whenever i play and i'm just i'm excited to be part of the team so, so question oh go ahead dip no go ahead i'll let you go first i was just gonna say you just said when you play does that mean that you guys have a playable demo for oh, yourself right now? i played it before yeah for for dice as well um for dice it was being playable for for people there at dice uh just in a small group setting um just to showcase some of it i know man it's it's a lot of fun i will say like if you're at gdc 
you know, I, I think you know this, uh, ZM, is that we have uh, put out a form for anybody that's a hopeful holder in GDC. We have mm -hmm. some surprises for you. That's all I'll say there. Um, and then uh, NFT NYC, you know, we're going to be there too. I don't know if we're going to be showcasing the product. Um, but yeah, I'm super pumped. But also at the end of the Fortune article, which was also published with their funding, uh, Mark kind of shed some light on when uh, he would like the first version of Legions and Legends to come out. I get the first playable. Um, and I'll give it to you guys. It's at the end of the year. So uh hopefully nice. uh, hopefully um uh, this is i can't promise anything but like hopefully it will be in your guys hands playable so you guys can really see what the studio can do on a bigger scale now is uh, it, are you talking beta or alpha or full um, game that no no not full so like uh, in terms of like global worldwide shipping which like you know we've also promised the hopeful that they're going to get their hands on uh, on it first um but the uh, global is not going to be probably till 2024. So for for this would be a playable version. I'm not too sure in terms of like alpha or beta. What would that be? Maybe pre-alpha. Uh, we'll see. But there's also uh, some talks later about like where we want to do for that first release. And so can't really disclose much other than that. Um, but all in all, Mark's big goal is to get it into the hands at the end of this year. Oh, nice. And will these are these going to be NFTs? Like, are people going to be able to buy them for Legion of Legends? For Legion of Legends, um, for us, the hopeful are going to open packs on the day of like global release. For these ones, we don't know just yet. So, like, there is talks about things, but like at the same time, like we're not partnering ourselves in that. Because the one thing that we don't want to do is that uh, everything is, like, in service of the game. So if, like, people are, you know, winning NFTs and all that stuff for Legions of Legends and, like, the art style changes or anything like that in that, like, next version or whatever, um, or something's completely broken, like, you just don't want that to happen and they're on chain. Uh, so there is talks about things, but maybe you're able to earn something or whatever um, uh, at the end, but we don't know yet. Okay, um, and like, uh, so it is going to be detrimental if you own a hopeful, you're going to get airdropped something? Yeah, it's a pack. So um, for, it's a founder's pack. And I should say that if you have a hopeful, this is not just like, we plan, this game studio plans to be here for a very long time. So it's not just for Legions and Legends. It's, you get a founder's pack for Legions and Legends, and then we're, we're wanting to surprise and delight just due to legal uh, ramifications. Um, throughout uh the the year as well as you know when the game comes out as well so uh the founders pack is uh these uh specific in-game items that you're going to be able to have and, and be able to open if you're hopeful so it's per hopeful too it's not you know per wallet uh and then also uh in the future it's you know whitelists and also uh airdrops and stuff for future game titles nice and they call it a forever play pass for a reason right yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Nice, nice. And also, um, we had another one. Like, um, so the biggest thing in the Web three industry is regulation. So, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on regulation when it comes to staking in Web three? Uh, what about in the U.S.? Personal opinion. Um, it doesn't have to be Azure related. Yeah. Um, 
I I will say for Azra, and then I'll just say for me. Uh, for Azra, we have the most amazing legal counsel. Um, for people that didn't know, ZM, I don't know if you were with us before this, but like we were planning on doing like a staking type of game that wasn't like really um, mentioned that much. Um, but like our legal counsel from A16Z, as well as uh, the legal counsel that we have currently for Azra, was like, hey, let's let's not do that. Um, and it was it was a bummer, you know. We've been we were working on it for some months and stuff uh, to be able to do that, and ended up uh, we decided against it. For, for legal uh, reasons, uh, just for staking and, you know, securities. And we just didn't want to be, also have that, like, awkward conversation with the hopeful or, like, you know, holders that, like, hey, you know, this really cool thing that you guys really love and enjoy, like, we're going to have to pull it because of, like, legal reasons, right? right. So we decided to play it safe. Um, it did kind of suck because that was, like, our main, it was the utility that we were going to give to the hopeful right away. Uh, but we kind of suck it up, took it on the chin, was like, "Hey, let's let's play it safe." Uh, ended up being the right decision mm -hmm. um, because of you know what's coming out now with staking. Yep. Uh, for me, in terms of like uh, regulations and stuff like that, I, I see a lot of people get hurt in the space. I know I want enough regulation that they're the bad actors get treated like they're bad actors, yeah. and that we are able to track things and um, we can like actually punish them. Uh, but the other side of things is I don't want too much regulation that innovation is stifled and like is done. Right. And that's only probably in the West, you know, a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, you'll have a lot of talent and everything like that, that, uh, could leave to other countries or, you know, innovations already happening a lot in Asia too. So it's not like it's, um, but if we do have like a heavy regulation, it, it is going to be a bummer, uh, because innovation will be kind of stifled. Yeah. Definitely. And that's why I've seen hurt a lot. Um, that's it. If it hasn't hurt them, it's going to hurt them is uh, yeah. legalities. Right. And exactly. Well, it's hard to play. It's hard to play a game where you don't know the rules and the umpire changes them on the fly. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's the, the core concepts should always be the core concepts of you can't scam people. You can't steal people's money. Right. Yeah, and there should I agree that there should be a way for um, that to be able to be prevented in some way, shape, or form. Um, but if you take away the opportunity and the core reasons that these blockchains were built, then you you take away the identity of what the blockchain is, right? Mm -hmm. So you, it's mm -hmm. a fine line that you have to walk to be able to get have safety and anonymity because that's what a lot of these blockchains were built for, right? Yeah, so. Um, that or it's just going to be people have to be smart to be able to play this game. So Yes, for sure. And so. that's what gives we, me so much, sure. like, honestly, it gives me so much comfort because, you know, A16Z is invested in you guys, <clears throat> invested in champions, and they mm -hmm. have a legal team that's giving you guys advice and stuff. So, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes it mm -hmm. so. That's why I was so bullish when, you know, champions raised that money too from A16Z because yeah. it seems like. What a raise, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Top rope. Yeah, mm. definitely, man. Mm -hmm. Very excited for that. Um, and the AI, you know, content. Oh, yeah. You, you User-generated content, man. That's It's going to be really interesting. Um, what, are, what are some of your thoughts on Champions, man? Do you, do you know about the project at all? Have you followed it? I have two elementals, so oh, nice. I should know. 
Um, yeah, so uh, Squiddy, Squiddy kind of hit me up. Um, I, I, I knew about Champions um, way back when from, from the Wolves Dow, and a lot of them uh, minted. I just didn't have time to... At that time, it was it was not a super... Yeah, it was a, it was pretty tough to get into, like, whitelist. So mm-hmm. some of um, yeah. the my, my friends uh, just had, like, a lot more time than me, and, like, they were super active in doing that. I remember one of my friends, like, he, he ended up getting a whitelist, but, like, it took him a long time to get it. And he just told me, like, yeah, man, if you don't have that time, like, I wouldn't even try, uh, which was a bummer. But, like, I knew about it and, like, also saw their gameplay and everything like that. And I was like, oh, man, these guys are awesome. Um, and then uh, I just have been following. I know Johnny and then also Squiddy, uh, good friends of mine. Um, and, you know, just had the conversation i've obviously kept up with them just because the wolves have ca- caught up with them mm-hmm. so i just mm-hmm. know by byproduct i'm still trying to get into playing uh the game though it just doesn't work out with my family time yeah. um but I, I want to get in there it's like thursday nights right and then also uh is it saturday or is it friday yes yeah, oh, uh, yeah nine to eleven pacific time uh nine to eleven pacific time and then three to five pacific time uh thursday and then friday now they just test an eight hour window nine to five and Saturday, same time as Thursday. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to get into the one of the new slots uh, because I think my kids go down around that time, so I'm trying to get in. Um, you're, trying to, you're trying to play at 2 in the morning? No, I'm not trying to play at 2 in the morning. That's the new time slot, man. Uh, but yeah. Hey, man, whatever it gets, a, if that's when my kids are asleep, I'll, I'll go play. As long as Squiddy comes and meets me, man. I, I've been telling him, like, hey, Lord Squiddy, freaking, I'll play for your title, bro. I'll be the first time I ever play. Um, <laughs> first match for his ZM, title. ZM knows, too, man. I talk crap, even though, like, I've never even touched the game. I was calling him out in Azra's server. There's a lot of you guys uh, in Champions Edition <laughs> and also Azra, and I was yeah. just saying, like, I would whoop you guys. <laughs> I have no clue how to play. I don't he know. Did. Play, so. He doesn't know what he's up against, Dip. He no, doesn't know. I don't. I, don't. I have no clue. <laughs> Yeah. You're talking to a couple what I am though, man. Like I'm a competitor. I played sports in uh obviously also being in the Navy, you know. Yep. Uh just like it's it's one of those things, man. It's competitive nature. Yeah. So uh, like I'll come I'll go down swinging. What type of ship are you on, by the way? Uh LPD. LPD, okay. I was on an aircraft carrier, yeah. uh USS Oh nice. USS George Washington. So Oh dude, place. that's awesome. Yeah, I know that's that's carriers are freaking awesome, man. Like I, I, yeah, I was on LPD for actually two years. I fleeted up and then I, so I was there for four years and then had a little bit of like a LHA, nice. uh, LHD experience. Um, but it's Marines. nothing like an aircraft bunch carrier, man. Marines, right? Yeah. A bunch of Marines that just go in and eat your food, man. <laughs> That's all they do. They just work out, eat their food and then just like go do fun stuff. That's like 2k. Let me just be real with you guys for a second. That Okay, so after I went through the Straits of Malacca, Straits of Singapore, right? Yeah. I went downstairs at the mess hall, and I saw Marines just joking. Like, this is, like, probably the most stressful time I've had in my life in naval career, right? Mm-hmm. They just did an eight-hour watch. I'm freaking sweating. Um, like, you know, my captain's looking over me. and like, hey, what's that contact? And I'm just like, hey, 500 yards, sir. We're good to go. And, like, you know, I go down to the mess hall after, like, my eight-hour watch, I just see these guys just coking and joking, probably have no clue where we're at in terms of the <laughs> geographic nature. And then also, like, they're over there playing Super Smash Brothers, dude. Uh, and just, like, just having a freaking ball. And I just, like, was looking at them. 
And I was like, man, I chose the wrong service. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I did it. I did it. Maybe, maybe for, for, for the win. But yeah, it was definitely, it was like, okay, I think, I, I think I'm ready. So we, we, we tried to ask you earlier, um, you, you mentioned you saw him p- playing Super Smash Brothers. Like, yeah. Have you been into video games your whole life then? Or have you been a computer? Uh, like- yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. I took a break in college a little bit after Wildstar. So Wildstar really, I looked myself in the mirror after Wildstar and I was like, maybe, maybe need to dial it back a little bit. Um, but for, <laughs> <laughs> for me, uh, I fell in love. The first time I fell in love with video games was watching my sister play Orcarina of Time. Um, and then my Uh-oh. brother played uh, on Dreamcast. He played um, WWE. Uh, and so I, yeah, exactly. And I just like freaking, I loved it. I loved the couch co-op and then I loved watching the RPG stuff for my sister. And so then I was like, okay, I want to get in. And so the first console that I, I truly owned was Xbox. Um, and like that was the sharing controller. They were like in high school, they weren't as addicted as I was. And so I played Halo 2. Some of Halo 1 is Halo 2. Oh yeah was really good on couch co-op, but my brother was like, hey, you're just screen watching all the time. And I was like, I'm not screen watching, I'm just kicking your ass, right? So the competitive nature came out at that at that time too. My dad was a naval chief. Um, so like, you know, I probably had a potty mouth that I probably should have at that age. But um, my then I went into uh, uh, playing online. So my mom and my dad got me Xbox Live, for, got my first lobby. Found out about him some more new words, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, was I like was freaking playing it? I fell in love with it. I was semi decent, um, and like I couldn't stop, man. And then was, from there, it just went from Halo Two uh, to then uh, Gears of War, and then played that like crazy. Uh, I played some Uncharted, Uncharted One, all the way through Three, Last of Us, uh, and then I was just a shooter guy. I was a shooter fanatic. So Halo, uh, Halo Two to Gears of War to Halo Three. Uh, to Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, um, and just downhill from there, man. I played every game under the sun after that. Uh, and then um, in college, I, I also played MMOs, so I played like World of Warcraft, RuneScape, you know, all the typical stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in college, I remember getting super addicted, and my grades fell big time from playing this one game called Wildstar. Um, and uh, yeah, for me, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a waking up moment. And I was like, okay, I should be done. So I actually sold my Xbox, sold everything, just because I was doing terrible at school, uh, and then just wanted a different like life change. Uh, and then fast forward to to the Navy, I started picking up like a uh, Breath of the Wild and some of like the Switch stuff because, as you know, we don't have any Wi-Fi on the ship, right. so it's mostly mm-hmm. just like handheld and and uh, playing games. But that's that was it, man. I I, I still love video games though. Uh, I've been actually playing Counter Strike Go. First time I've ever played it. Crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very nice. Very nice. Gonzaga so says shout out to Wildstar. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, man. Wildstar is whoo, gunslinger, man. <laughs> I don't think I slept for like a week, but I, I maxed. It was, it was a lot of fun, man. It's dead now, though. It's dead now. <laughs> yeah. Gonzaga said it died way too early. Way yeah, too it early. Did. So. You have another uh, another core Wildstar supporter out there in the crowd. There you go. Man. There's two of us out here in the world. 
Very nice, very nice. So I know, you guys, um, I don't want to be the only one that talks about that in terms of uh, video oh, game yeah. history. Like what, what yeah. made you guys fall in love with video games? Uh, I was a man, like my first game console was a Sega. Uh, nice. I got my older brother, which is eight years older than me. He had the Nintendo and he was the kind of guy that would unplug the controller and I would be playing and not know I was playing. <laughs> right. So I had my first, that was my Sega. Sister, man. yeah, man. me too. One of my first games was Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, love those games. And then I migrated later. Um, once the Sega, Sega was pretty much outdated, I got the Xbox and that's when I hit Halo really nice. hard. Right. Yeah, uh, big team battle was my thing. Like I was the Sick. warthog. I was a warthog god, bro. Where like, Let's bro, go. one guy get on the get on the machine gun, and I just drive the warthog, bro, and drift and and go everywhere. So that was my game for a long time. Then I had a uh, God of War came out, which was for PS, nice. you know, uh, PlayStation at the time. I migrated over mm-hmm. that, and I fell in love with that. I fell in love with Skyrim. Um, I loved you. I love UFC fighting games. I love boxing games. Right, played all those. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but isn't there a new one? Have you seen the new one come out? I think it's called Undisputed. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a new boxing game out. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm like, it's. I wanted to get on sale for oh, Steam. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, I, I I try to look for the deals on Steam. Um, Rust is actually a, another game I really want to play. Um, that's on Steam as well. It's a open world survival uh, right. MMO, which is nice. So um, yeah, man, I just kind of migrated to a lot of different games. I don't like RTSs. I can't play them. I'm more of a mm-hmm. guy that likes to either running gun or just go in and fight or do like a big right. battle or something like that. Yeah, said both you guys make me feel like I like started out way more nerdy than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've also played like D and D and like Stardew Valley and some of these indies like Limbo and stuff like that. If that helps, I don't know if it does. Uh, I mean, I so my first my first console that I played on was uh, a Super Nintendo, right? Or not a Super Nintendo, but a regular Nintendo NES. First console I owned ever was a Super Nintendo, though. But I've played I've played so many, man. I remember I was like must have been like three or four when I first started playing games. Um, yeah, and I, I've, I, I am a collector, so I, I have, right now, sitting in front of me, I was downstairs playing Champions on my, four, like, have my nice new gaming laptop rig connected to my 4K t- TV, which right next to it has my Series 1, my Super Nintendo, and my 64 all hooked up to it at the same time. That is so cool, man. <laughs> right? That There's a... There's a six uh, PlayStation Four hooked up to the TV in my room. A PlayStation Three hooked up to my daughter's TV in her room. My son has an old Xbox One. Uh, I've got another Xbox One in the living room upstairs, and the Switch connected. Uh, like I've been into games my whole life, man. I played. I like playing everything other than racing car games and rhythm games. Mm-hmm. So, and he's so. a DJ in real life. Yeah, oh, dude. yeah. If if you open up saying I've been a collector my whole life, like <laughs> automatically DJ, hundred percent, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. That's funny. <laughs> That's why when people are like, "Oh, I made I made this much money," I'm like, "People make profit doing this stuff? What the fuck?" <laughs> dude, I buy high, sell low, bro. Oh, I, I, I do too. Bro. I just. 
I just always buy when it's like at the top of the market, and then I just never sell. Yeah, no, and the thing is too is if you're never gonna sell, like that's all good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and some of it, like I think a lot of them, some of them are like emotional values for me. Like even like my first like gaming project was like Citus, mm-hmm. and like I don't, I'm not selling any of those like ever. <laughs> you know, it's just I, it has an emotional value for me. Well, yeah, that's your first project. I've got a I've got a wallet that probably has a hundred plus rug nfts in it right <laughs> nice. Nice. even even my vault probably the ones that moved to my vault probably still has at least 10 rugs in it percent, oh, man you got you, you, man. you can't you so. can't be in this space and not have like a wallet just filled with rugs you can't go to your hidden tab and not have 50 something airdrops in it yeah. you oh, know it's yeah. just it comes with the territory man you know our kids yeah. are gonna be like you had to deal with all this yeah. absolutely yeah, like that's how you have that generational wealth. Bring in a full circle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, generational wealth also means you have to sell sometimes. Yeah. 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 Hey. Hey. Well, well, hopefully, a game economy does uh, so well that you don't have to sell, right? So I mean, right, exactly. You just take yeah. out loans off of your champions, essentially. Oh man, there, wouldn't no. that be leveraging? Yeah, wouldn't that be <laughs> in, the, in the future? You can leverage your NFTs, man. Uh, oh, for some yeah. of these gaming ones, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yep. man. Um, well, well, I mean, so for you in the space, Peyton, like you said, yeah. you've got you've got rugs and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, what are you? What kind of projects do you look for? Like, because personally, I've really been noticing that like almost all of my projects, unless I'm just doing some straight DGM plays, are all yeah. gaming, Web three gaming. Like, that's yeah. the majority of my holds. Yeah, what, I don't like, actually have like any any PFPs or like anything like that i just i don't know man i just never really got into them i try to from time to time but it also just like takes so much of your time to like figure out the ones and like figure out ones that that win you have to like follow whales you have to follow like you know see if their community is good that like can stay um and so for me it was just like okay gaming is something that i thoroughly enjoy and i can research like so much on um and i already like have some background in it in terms of like what i did in the stock market um so i was like okay let me just focus on that so all of my nfts besides like maybe like a few rug projects are purely like gaming nfts um and so yeah it's it's just trying to figure out like uh good projects i touched on a little bit like the team um and seeing if it can execute some of it comes like you know with like speculation and yeah i get i get caught up in the the fomo too you know so everybody human I mean, so like that is the strategy sometimes, you know what I mean? Like you have to let your ape kind of go wild sometimes. You can't be like if like in the bull market, if you were like kind of like how you are in the bear market, you would never make money. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing is just like you have to let that ape just freaking go. This is like me taking off the ass for half. This is just me painting like being in the space for a year and a half, which is like freaking you just have to let it just go. Like, hey, if you're paying two hundred dollars worth of gas, man do it just let it rip you know what i mean and they're like that was like for me like altered state machine was like one of my biggest wins but i tell people how much i paid on gas and it was like freaking it was 300 bucks i was trying to get in front of the line you know what i mean yeah um, yep. i did yep uh and like it ended up working out for me but like there's so many times that it doesn't but at the same time oh, i was yeah. lucky enough that it did oh bro like i i've we had another project on that we've uh interviewed called just cubes and they're uh Pretty much, you hold an NFT and you get access to a private node, right? Yeah. I I use my Just Cube to mint my hopeful, 
And I'm pretty sure that is the only way I was able to because I was able to push my That's transaction awesome. to the mempool faster than everybody else, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah and yeah, I, I, out, man. I, uh, I haven't, I haven't done anything else like that, right? Like Azra's, yeah. Azra's mint was insane. How quick it went. Yeah. Um, but it's like things like that. Like if if you're willing, I paid a couple hundred dollars to have that, and I think that in and of itself, just getting the hopeful was worth it. Right. Well, for sure, and it helps so much in the bull market, right? Um, oh, to yeah. Be able to push push things up in front of the line. And I think, like for Azra uh, too, it was a lot of people came from Solana, and they just didn't understand. Like I felt a lot. I felt really bad for some of the Solana guys yeah. that were coming over trying to mint the first time on ETH. Um, it's like a slaughter fest, man. Like because you just bump up your gas, and you don't know that oh, the priority fee or the tip fee like really matters to the miners yeah. or stakers mm-hmm. now. Like, and you get screwed. You're in the back of the line waiting for that transaction to go through and it never comes. Right. Oh, yeah. If you, if you leave your tip at one and you have your gas at 200, yeah, you're not going to compete Doesn't with matter. somebody who has their, <laughs> yeah. their tip at like three and they're putting out 100 gas, right? Like, they're, the, yeah. the miner's going to go for that three tip rather. Like, they're oh, going to get yeah. triple their profits first yeah. compared to that. So, I mean. It is what it is. It's all. Of it. That's again the situation where it's like you got to be smart. You have to be smart to play this game, man. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, but also, I think that's also the problem with like a lot of projects too. They just don't understand, especially like uh, how I see it in terms of like Web two projects, Web two gaming projects coming into Web three, and like this is maybe going back to my first point of like you know after the team is good, like there's actually a Web three element too, right? Um, especially if like they're wanting to kind of claim that they are Web three, you know, NFT integration and all that stuff. Like they have to understand it to a certain degree, um, and you can tell so much about like if they understand Web three culture uh, by the way they structure their mint or the way that they do things, the way that they run their community. And that's also another thing that like I've started to weigh a little bit more heavily on. Um, mostly just because I'm just like, you know, there's so many, and you could, you guys could probably list off so much. There's so many good projects out there that have like the right team, you know, the right gameplay, the right genre, and then like just fail, you know? And I'm just like, how are you guys failing? And it really comes down to like, they really don't understand web three. They don't understand to like be super, they to communicate, to like be able to do, uh, these type of airdrops or to do like anything that like web three natives want. They just don't get it. Yep. Yeah. If you don't, if you aren't in the web three space, it's very hard to grasp the concepts that are, I mean, once you've done it, it's like, how, how, how would this seem like out of line for what we're asking compared to what mm-hmm. the expectations are? But if you don't know, then, you know, you don't know. So, right. I, I get it. Web, having that experience, um, we we I've definitely personally been in projects where you can see the lack of Web three experience, it, even if they are a great Web two team. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about those though? Like, you know, are you hoping if you hold them that like you know their Web two over time is going to kind of shine through and that they can, um, you know, get people to to come in or. It really predicts. Like, are you nervous? It depends on what they're producing. Um, like, of course, you're nervous no matter what, right? Because it, right. when someone pre- like comes out and says that they're a Web three company, and then 
produce, proceeds to act entirely as a Web 2 company or doesn't <laughs> yeah. take any Web 3 concepts into mind, right? Like, it's hard to continue believing them. Um, so it's like, it, at the same time, though, again, if you are in there and they are a successful Web 2 company or have done, the team has produced successful Web 2 results, like, you... you if you've put money into the project, you never want to see it go bad, right? Right. So it's kind of like right. one of those situations where you have to weigh what your personal uh, risk is willing to be um, it, it, the, to determine what point if you want to sell or not, right? So right. Yeah. Um, I think, though, a good team can always produce. It just depends on whether it's going to be accepted by the people that are supposed to consume it. Well, right, and, right. and you see in Web 2, it's even hard, right? I mean, yeah. you don't have games like Fortnite, which have a huge player base coming out, competing all the time. It's just because it's so hard, right? Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing for us Web 3 is we got to attract those Web 2 people. Um, you know, for instance, making onboarding super easy, right? Like I've yep. tried, you know, when, you know, Champions first came out and you had to have a wallet and all that. I try to get people on they're like, what do I got to do? I got to download a wall and then I got a copy of 12 word seed phrase and what? Nah, that's right. too much for me. I just want to play the game. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and now they have it to where you could just download it, which that's where we need to head as web three. If you want to do a web three side of it, if you want to actually manage your assets or whatever like that, then you could do the web three side. If you want to stick to strict web two, that's fine too. There's an avenue for that. Yep, right. that's where you have the web 2.5 interaction coming in, right? And yeah. and it's fine. Um, we actually, uh, we were having a discussion with it in uh, the guild that I'm in for Champions Ascension where it's like talking about how um, Champions Ascension is an amazing team, but they are, this is their first alt foray into web 3, right? And so right now how, how they we've watched them progress from doing things like a web 2 team to like a web 2.3 to like yeah. 2.5 you know what i mean and it's yeah. that's the thing is like you can't say oh this is web 3 now everyone has to be web 3 it's like we're gonna see a progression slowly and that's Absolutely. how people are going to be more comfortable with it in the masses right so exactly yeah which is totally fine yeah exactly that's totally fine like even for Azra, like, we're going to have a Web 2 side of things that, like, people are probably never going to know that they're playing a Web 3 game unless right. they want to, right? That's very and so, like, that's, and that's the thing. It's just, like, if you guys want this onboarding, you know, and, like, it, it will also come to, like, probably Sony's, you know, blockchain. Like, they're not going to say that this is, like, blockchain-powered or whatever. They're just going to say you're able to exchange assets um, and they're never going to even say the word blockchain. Maybe, maybe in their investor report or whatever. But, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be able to trade things and it's going to be based on because the the tool, a blockchain tool is better in terms of tracking projects, you know, tracking, not tracking projects, but tracking uh, specific items and transactions that are happening. Right. Um, it's just a better technology. You know, logistics people are using it like, you know, banks are using it. There's all these kind of people that are using Even it. Healthcare with um, medical records. Exactly. And so there's that aspect of things that like it's just. It just makes sense, um, and but like you know, it it might never be like this mainstream thing where like it is Web three or whatever. Hopefully, we get to the this to the uh, point where it just becomes games. But um, I think it'll be a little bit longer. 
Oh, definitely. It'll definitely be a little bit, little while before, you know, NFTs and games um, are are symbiotic uh, to the masses for sure. But once we get there, like I personally believe, like NFTs and games are one of the best use cases out there. The yeah. perfect example for what what they can be used for. Hundred so, percent. I mean, yeah. I've like I said, I've been playing games for over three decades guys like if i had been told when i was five years old at that 150 hours that i put into playing super mario brothers 3 i could have turned around and sold some of that stuff to another person that didn't want to spend 150 hours playing it i mean like yeah come on now forget about it i made a million dollars by six (laughs) (laughs) exactly right so I think it's inevitable that um, this space eventually explodes. Yeah, uh, you know that, that's why we're here too. now doing what we're doing. Yeah, yep. exactly. That's why you're here early. You learn from your mistakes. Like me personally, you know, I've gotten into projects that rugged. I've got my ho- wallet hacked. Everything's stolen. Uh, everything's happened to me bad in the Web three space. Pretty much that anybody can go through. But you learn from those things. They they call it sweat right. equity, right? Um, exactly. And. That's what's going to help out, especially when the bull market comes. Because when the bull market comes, you guys are ready to know there's going to be shit projects that are going to be going to. Oh, yeah. The thing is, too, they're going to sell out. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to sell out. Uh, Those things went like hotcakes, man. I was just like, how is that project just like meant for 0.1 ETH for like a 10K collection? Oh, God. Bucks. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, man. But uh, it will in the bull market. And then these exceptional projects like Azra, one of them definitely mm-hmm. are going to be the gold yeah, mine. They're going to be the ones that are going to yeah. be surviving and building right now. Oh, yeah. I'm super pumped for it, man. Yeah. Same here, Excited man. I can't wait. I-, I can't wait for Legions of Legends. Um. Oh, same. Oh man, the, it's the, so funny, Zim. I didn't know you didn't know that we had like a working playable demo. No, I was not. I was not aware. I've I've got a bunch of IRL stuff going on, and I I do a lot of lurking on a lot of servers. But I, oh no! I, but the thing is, like, I don't know if we ever like I guess say that we don't say it enough. Like we kind of say it, no. like, kind of like in this setting, we're like podcasts yeah. or yeah. you know yeah. Twitter spaces. Like internally, like yeah, we're we've been playing it. <laughs> we've been playing yeah. it. But yeah, it's just not ready to for people to get hands on because like you know we're working through bugs and QA. So right. Oh yeah. No, of course. Yeah. I mean that's that's kind of the same thing that uh, we're doing right now over Champions Ascension with the mm-hmm. uh, like we can play like we're saying Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Like right. these are right. all they let us into pre alpha gameplay. So like they're they're still developing the characters and releasing them mm-hmm. as we're playing. So yeah. Um, you know you that's can a take that thing about Web three though, man, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was saying, you can take too. take that message back to the team and tell them to maybe let some hopeful in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No, I'm a, I'm a, trust me, me being a DJ, I'm like, hey, bro, let's ship it right now. Let's ship let's it right, ship right, it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in like, the hands hey, of the just, players. Mark just, Mark just tells her, hey, Peyton, that's cute. Just, hey, just portrays the NFTs for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel it, man. I feel it, but. Yeah, no. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to the to the gameplay. Uh, the sneak peeks that you guys have been dropping obviously yeah. should have alluded to the fact that you have playable game. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes my mind just doesn't work that fast. I guess. Uh, I dude, know. I'm the same way, man. I'm the same way. There's no judgment here. <laughs> yeah, man. But 
But then other times, you know, we, we're on here and we talk about speculations and, and stuff, and I feel like uh, I can put together the dots pretty well at other times. So. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do a little bit more digging, a little bit more digging into um, Azra than I have already, you know. I dig every day, but, you know, that's just on the oh, day yeah. side. I've done extensive research on you guys um, just because I do work for a, a, a VC, right? And um, we have a lot of your assets. So, and, oh, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a very impressive team. Honestly, um, I really have, besides champions, I haven't seen a team like this. I mean, everybody's pretty much from EA, bro. So it's just, yeah. like, you know, like, where can you go wrong? You guys got the money. You got the experience. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are very Web3. I'm in your Discord. Your Twitter's active. Like, you guys are doing the right things, man. Um, appreciate it. I can't it means a lot to us. Yeah, man, I can't wait, dude. It's a lot to us. Yeah, and, and I'm even more bullish. You guys got, and then when you guys got the 10 million, your floor pumped to 0.5. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was awesome, so. Because I, uh, you know, for me, myself, I I do have to get going because I, I have a quinceanera. Yeah, I know, for sure. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome, man. I uh, know, man. I'm going to be the godfather, so I got to get all ready. And, oh, and yeah, you got to. What are you doing, man? Uh, got to get going. I know, man. But um, any last Thanks for words? Having me, guys. Oh, yeah. Hey, paid man, you've been a joy to have you. I would love to have you again, man, because. Um, oh, yeah, it'll be good fun. Good yeah, fun. Very knowledgeable person in the space. Founder of Wolvesdale, guys. Make sure you give uh, Azra a follow. Make sure you check out their project. They have a lot of good stuff going there. They have a good team. They have good backing. Uh, check out Wolvesdale, too, because they do a lot of good stuff. I even see a lot of DED from them, too, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you if you need to learn how to uh, research projects, like these guys are really good, and they're specialists at doing that, too, and they're in a lot of good projects. Appreciate that. Yeah, man, definitely. Z? What up? What up, Dip? Hey, man, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for Peyton. Thank you to Peyton for coming over. You know, I mean, we always appreciate it. We always love getting the communities together. And uh, shout out to everyone who's listening from both uh, Champions Ascension and Azra and anyone else that you know wants to just follow along. But man, I'm I'm so bullish on both of these communities, um, both of these projects. I, I'm I'm hyped about. You know, just looking forward to what's next. Um, Legions and Legends by the end of the year, man. That's what's up. Um, yeah, we got, we got Slice coming up in, a, in about an hour and a half. I'm gonna play some more of that. Get, go get sweaty on the Ilgra and uh, see what I could do, man. Chop it up. Awesome, Z. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Thank you, man. Um, and once again, guys, like we say, uh, all again, you know, prime minds think alike. We'll see you guys in two Love weeks. Uh, LFG Azra. Let's go. LFG champions. And with that said, we're out. Out.